welcome back to a joint episode between what I will say and Date Card Pod. This is Cam, and I'm here with Jenna from Date Card Pod. Hi, Jenna. What's going on? Going, everybody. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. And Me also welcome you into our space, too. It's like it's fun doing like a collab. We're like, oh, we're sharing the space. I know. And then it's always sort of like when I've worked with like Enti or like Shannon from Fluently Fort, like I'm always like, well, who talks first? Like who introduces who? So it's always a little funny to get, you know, to cross pod with people, but always yeah. a treat. Yes. Good. Like crossing streams, of course. Um, yeah, totally. <laughs> no, thank you so much. I'm really um, speaking of like Enti. That's how I fucking found you. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, yes. Well, actually, I guess through Fluently Floored as well. I was listening mm -hmm. to her episode with NT, and he mentioned you oh. and your podcast. And so then I started listening, and then we'll get into the rest of that history. Yeah, well, I mean, do we want to do some quick introductions? Yes. Introduce yourself to my listeners. Who Wonderful. are you? What do they need to know about you? What do they need to, what do, they need to know about Date Card Pod? Mm -hmm. My name is Jenna. I'm one half of Date Card Pod. My co-host is Danica. She's currently enjoying the off-season that is The Bachelor because mm -hmm. we are a queer, leftist, bitchy, Bachelor franchise recap podcast. <laughs> and... I feel like everything you could want in a podcast about <laughs> such a straight, conservative show. Literally, it's like you know such a trash show but we bring our trash opinions as queers to it and it's very fun um but we are currently on like the off season of the franchise and we had a really long stint um roughly 16 months of like constant content coming from the franchise mm -hmm. long story short racism but mm -hmm. we um so yeah she's on a break and i'm just like like you cam i'm the one that like was like constantly like content 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 <laughs> making the pod making things so yeah um let's see here my name yeah is jenna let's see here we started the podcast in 2018 during becca kufrin season if you have any listeners that are bachelor fans and i also make memes for our instagram page at date card pod on instagram and it's just a messy fun happy queer mad loud space on the internet in the bachelor world and i love it well that sounds like right up some of my listeners allies guys i mean i know some of you izzy if you're listening i know some of you are bachelor fans and obsessed so you probably already know about date card pod but if you don't um please go check them out as for the Date Card Pod listeners, hello. My name's Cam, Cameron, Cammy, Camden. Um, it's a fake name, and I chose it after a football player I like, so you can really call me anything. But uh, <laughs> I have a podcast called What I Will Say that I've been doing for closing in on two years now. And I love to research um, pop culture conspiracy theories, particularly those conspiracy theories of could a celeb be secretly gay and secretly dating? another celeb now and i call those conspiracy ships um tm coined trademarked that's my trademarked <laughs> i don't know somebody else may have said that before me but i feel like i made that up but i who knows um and you know i got into this because during quarantine we were all stuck inside and instead of getting into QAnon, i discovered the theory that taylor swift might be queer mm -hmm. um which i think is you know it might be an annoying 
fandom, but it's far less harmful than QAnon. So yep. uh, <laughs> I wanted to get into that space and find friends to talk about it with and um, just explore. Like, I love Taylor Swift. I love her music. You know, sometimes as a person, she's not perfect. I'm not mm -hmm. one of those Swifties who will sit around and defend her every mm -hmm. move because mm -hmm. she's made a lot of moves I don't approve of, not that she cares. Um, but I, of course, love her music. I think it's kind of undeniable to say that she's an incredible musician that many, many people adore. Um, yeah. And the fact that some of that music could be about women was really exciting to me. Um, now, the thing, I feel like the thing about, the thing about my podcast that I think would be important for people to know is that, like, I really try and stay out of the full-blown conspiracy theories. I call myself, like, a diet conspiracy theorist because... I don't, I don't want anyone to treat this like a religion. I feel mm -hmm. like it's just fun. I am wholly open to being wrong about anything I talk about. I approach, I approach some of these ships with like a huge amount of skepticism and there's not like any conspiracy relationship that if you told me, no, no, I know for sure that ship is fake, that I would be like shocked by it. I'd be like, okay, we were wrong. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I definitely try and handle this stuff with a sense of humor and you know it's not a religion to me i could be wrong about everything uh to me it's more about the community right so i have this awesome yes. interactive podcast community we've got a discord um a really active patreon where we do all sorts of bonus episodes give advice like you know i have a blog what i will say where we interact a lot so that's really what i'm in it for but the conversation around like okay, well, this celeb, you know, wrote this song and it mentions this color eyes and this location and this location that other celeb was in. And like, this could be many things that I'm talking about. This, I could be talking about Taylor Swift and Diana Agron. I could be talking about Camila Cabello and Lauren Haraghi. Like, you know. I'm loving those episodes right now. Cam is doing a series, like a five-part series on um, Fifth Harmony and all of the women in that. And I'm learning so much because I wasn't really a fan you know i've never listened mm -hmm. to their music really and now i'm just like learning so much about it but yeah that's i that's like a one of the main reasons i love your podcast and really fell into it so hard and like could not stop listening because i also just really loved the conversation that you would have with your various um hosts about community about queerness about coming out about being authentic about being in the closet, what that looks like in the current world and about fandom spaces and like stand culture. And all of it is just really fascinating to me and something that I also live in a lot when I'm in the Descartes pod bachelor world as well, because I'm like, I'm a huge fan of the franchise and the show, but it's also terrible. Right. <laughs> and I can talk shit about it all day long, but I'm also a fan, you know, and I really, it's so hard to like the way you would talk about Taylor and other different, you know, celebrities and like they're, you know, talking about their art, but also talking about who they are as people and just having a nuanced conversation about all of it. And yeah, and I think that's something that I really try to bring to our community as well as having a nuanced conversation where we like these certain people, they come onto the show and then they, you know, maybe eventually do something problematic. And then we talk about it or we talk about the problematic things that happen in the franchise in general. Um, and build community within that conversation it's so like i'm not gonna we're not gonna get into the the current uh court case stuff that's happening in the world um that's yeah, rocking that's, this week ugh. but like at the same time like i've built a really big community of people who can come and have a nuanced conversation and like a bit, make it a safe space 
And I really like that. And I think that your your community is a nice safe space. And what can be a beautiful community, the kind of gayler community, mm-hmm. can be kind of intense at times, but there is such beauty to it. And as somebody who's kind of new to it, I'm I'm currently like living for the for the community parts of it that are really nice. I mean, the thing is, we don't know these people. No. Like, and it's the same with The Bachelor, exactly. right? It's like mm-hmm. nobody personally, well, very mm-hmm. few people. I mean, listen, I will say, you know, sometimes people in the industry find my podcast. Like, oh, yeah. I talk to these... people on the franchise all the time. Right. I have DMs all the time with people who are on the show. And it's like, oh, right. I kind of have a parasocial relationship with this person, you know? <laughs> 100%. Yeah. So it's just sort of like, but in broadly, generally, yeah. in the mm-hmm. large grand scheme of things, we don't know these people. And so we shouldn't really care so much. Like if I think so-and-so date and so-and-so, okay, that can be fun. And maybe we can analyze how, what they tweeted at each other or what songs they may have written about each other or, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what did they show up in matching outfits somewhere, you know, yeah. uh, what's going on there. And yes. we could be right or we could be wrong about that, mm-hmm. but we don't know them. So it's mm-hmm. really not that important who's right and who's wrong. It's mm-hmm. the people that you do know that matter. So the mm-hmm. people that come through and DM you on Tumblr or talking oh. to you on Discord or that you get to have the treat of like having a collab podcast with like this, that's the people that matter. Like that's the people you can team up with and support each other and find a better way to understand each other as humans with. So like mm-hmm. when it comes down to it, I do not care who Taylor Swift has had sex with and who she hasn't. Like it I- may come off like I really, really care about that at some points in my podcasting and blogging career yes of course (laughs) but i really don't because i'm never gonna know and that's fine and the people i care about really are the people that i know yes exactly you know i feel like that goes for both of our podcasts it's just the the important thing about it is the conversations you can have with real people that you do know yeah and you like you i mean my, my my myself like i'll learn things i'll learn new new um new concepts, new phrases, new things that I should unlearn through the process. And it's just beautiful. And I think it's just people like to poo poo on people having fandom spaces that they dedicate a good portion of their time to making content about. And I'm like, um, it brings me like a fuck ton of joy. It helps my mental health. It I'm a performer. I used to do stand up comedy before the the end of the world and you know so now i like i was lost at sea you know a little bit but i already had the podcast going before then but like i threw my entire fucking ass into this podcast and the content that i create when the pandemic happened and it's like you just build even more community and you really kind of find yourself along the way and so yeah i think it's a beautiful thing and i yeah We don't actually, I, I do want to like preface like some of my listeners might be coming into this episode being like, wait, what? We're talking about Gaylor a little bit. We're actually not going to be talking about Gaylor the whole time at all. But I did want to like talk a little bit about celesbians is another word and like conspiracy relationships. And it's going to lead into the conversation that Cam and I are going to have about Becca Tilly and Haley Kyoko, also known as hashtag Bailey. And we're also going to have a conversation about uh top five queerest moments in the bachelor franchise and yeah things like that but i do think that it's important to like say that i don't know no one's trying to out anybody no one's really trying to like we're not like speculating it's just more of like i don't how do you really describe it it's so hard to like i don't know it's just 
I'm sorry. Like a lot. Okay. A lot of people don't like gossip at all mm-hmm, and don't mm-hmm. want to hear speculation about. Thank you. I'm glad anything. you're to bring this up. Cause I, I have, I love your points about gossip and being a queer person. It's so right. good. So, and if, if you don't like gossip, Hey, that's cool. You just don't like it. That's fine. Like it's a little tacky to you. Mm-hmm. I've said this before, but I'll say it again. Like, I think we can all agree. There's a difference between like a tacky hobby and an evil hobby. Mm-hmm. And I will admit to some extent that this hobby, particularly when I am just like sitting around talking about celebs, alleged sex lives or whatever is a bit tacky. Now yeah. I think it's a very wholesome hobby when, you know, I'm getting messages from people that's like, Oh, you're the gay big sister I never had. And like, thank yes. you so much for the, what you said, to, you know, helping people, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it can be a bit of a tacky hobby, mm-hmm. but if you're okay with someone saying, you know, Oh, Taylor Swift, you know, she mentioned, um, a Cheshire cat smile in a song and Harry Styles is from che- Cheshire County in the UK. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That song must be about him. Mm-hmm. Then I feel like it's okay to mention that like, okay, yes, fair. Maybe so. Maybe she did write that song about him, but maybe not. Mm-hmm. We don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. And by the way, the song's called Wonderland and mm-hmm. Alison Wonderland <laughs> was Diana Agron's favorite, favorite piece of media ever. She had a tattoo referencing it. She auctioned off signed copies of it. Dozens of tweets about it. Instagram posts celebrated Alice in Wonderland themed birthdays. And by the way, the song mentions green eyes. Diana has green eyes. By Mm -hmm. the way, the song says too in love to think straight. Yep. And it also says, haven't you heard what's become of curious minds? Screen colors. It it name dropped her Tumblr blog in it. Diana had a blog called fell down the rabbit hole and Taylor Mm -hmm. says fell down a rabbit hole in Mm -hmm. the song. And Mm -hmm. she also um, says in the end of Wonderland, we both went mad. Diana had a tattoo that said, we're all mad here that she had removed after that album came out. Mm -hmm. So if you think it's fun to say, Hey, you know, Cheshire, Harry's from Cheshire. That's a reference. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's fun. Mm -hmm. That could, and that could be what the song is about. Mm-hmm. I think you should also be okay with like, you know what? There's a lot of bi people in the world yep. and yep. who could know, who could know those girls, they sure, you know, they sure spent a lot of time together and then quit spending a lot of time together. Yes, so, exactly. I, I think that's what I talk about a lot when I talk to people online and even just like on TikTok spaces about this too, is like you, the difference and I'm being, I'm, this is how kind of our podcast is. Sometimes we are really like, um, um, what's the word we're just like sometimes we can just be really sassy but i'm just like i'm sorry that's homophobic if you're like i'm gonna speculate about this long as this but then no there is no way we can ever gossip about the fact that it might be about a woman it's like they literally call people who do this like disgusting and i'm like what is disgusting about talking about the fact that there's possibility that there's a bi woman it's so frustrating to me <laughs> somebody who's queer and it's just like you you are they are speculating too they are doing all of that it's 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 showing that there's a bias towards people being in queer relationships and then they have the audacity to turn around and being like if everyone wanted everyone wanted to be out and queer they would be fuck you right fuck I you mean, right off the planet <laughs> that it's so homophobic to hand wave away the idea that some people to be closeted yes. or want to be closeted because it makes their lives so much more livable. Yeah. And also just sort of this idea of like, I mean, if someone comes out and says like, I am a heterosexual, like fine, I'm not going to spend yeah. like 
extraordinary amounts of time talking about mm -hmm. them. Although I will say, you know, I recorded an episode on Lauren Haregi a couple days ago and I don't yeah. claim to know much about her, but I do know she posted a couple different rants to Tumblr saying, by the way, I'm not a lesbian. Oh, I'm not bisexual either. And then did come out as bisexual down the road. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah. okay. Yeah. But if somebody did say I'm heterosexual, I probably would not spend much time talking about them. I'm not saying mm -hmm. it's never going to happen, you know, right. but yeah. Um, yeah, something you've said about gossiping and, and queerdom is also important, I think, for people to listening is that signaling is deep queer history. Yes. We've had to do that forever. And gossiping is also queer history. And, I, and it's because we are not often safe in spaces. And so when you're at a workplace or you're at a function, you're in a community that's not queer and you want to know if people are there that you can be safe with, we are going to inherently gossip and signal because that is how we find community because not everyone is out or they're not out to everyone in their life. And so I just think it's, yeah, it's just kind of how it is. And if you have a problem with that, I don't know what to say about it, but you know, our, our well, listeners are pretty great. So I, I feel like I'm just saying this cause I really, it, I think about it a lot and I really have enjoyed listening to your podcast because it just, you know, I was somebody who was queer my since I was 14. I was out as bi, but then I had to live a really, like, just, I don't know. I, I did a lot of, like, compulsory heterosexuality, and then I had to come out again. And I've dealt with um, biases from people saying I'm not really queer because I identified as bi for a part of that time. And now I identify as a certain way. But it's, like, it's just there's still so much to work to be done. And I think I really recommend people listen to the first couple of episodes of what I will say, Cam's podcast. She has an interview with um, a person named Sean, which is a fake name. And they are somebody who was at one point in a, um, a secret relationship with an, a person who was a performer, a musician who is, who is secretly is closeted Mm -hmm. And the conversation that you have with Sean over a span of a couple of episodes is just really illuminating to, like, people are not out still. <laughs> and, like, the entertainment industry as a whole, people like to think that it is so progressive, but it's not. It's ran by a lot of conservative-type <laughs> people, and there's still so much, like... like Harry Styles has basically come out as fluid sexuality, right? But he had to spend most of his career not because of people you know higher up above him i mean some people still think he's straight it's like right. very it's just it's a, it's it is a confusing world out there and yes like what you're saying about gossip being queer culture it is and i hate that in mm -hmm. well in some ways i mean right. it's also just a normal part of the human experience broadly but particularly for queer people because mm -hmm. when you are not allowed to be who you are to everyone then the only way people can know things about you is when you go whisper it to them. Mm -hmm. And like the only way that sort of information can spread is via gossip, because if mm -hmm. not, you're sort of outing everybody. But mm -hmm. like many of us, myself included, extraordinarily different times in my life, I would purposely try to act gay to the right people so they could know while the people I didn't want to know wouldn't know. Mm -hmm. Like I signaled to people. so. Mm -hmm. You know, when you say things like, you know, you're having a conversation with someone and you mention gay pride makes me me, as Taylor Swift once did. Mm -hmm. She said that. Yeah, she said um, that. No, that's not the same thing as saying I am queer, but I think we can all read between the lines. And like, 
in our real lives, right? Back in high school, in different office situations, I found myself like, okay, are you friend or foe? Because, you know, you are doing a certain thing that I associate with queerness. I'm going to trust you and I'm going to come out to you. And then, oh, you were gay too. Like, yeah. oh, I was right. Yeah. And it just, I'm like, gaydar exists for a reason. And <laughs> so it's just sort of, some people may find it tacky, but I don't think you can find it evil because no. it's just what we do. So, yeah. you know, when someone says certain things, the way Taylor Swift speaks about pride, which is every time she talks about pride, happy pride month, by the way, everyone. Yes, yes, happy pride, everyone. <laughs> um, is she you know she very she takes a moment to say and happy pride to all the people who are closeted basically yeah. all the yeah. people who haven't been brave enough to go out and be their authentic selves she always takes a moment mm -hmm. to talk about closeted people mm -hmm. yeah. um yeah. so it's just sort of like that's kind of a weird thing for a straight person to do could mm -hmm. could it be possible i mean yes i mean listen i'm pretty i would be very open to any ship that i've ever talked about with taylor being wrong i would the only thing I would be shocked by if she were, if she, if she was straight, yeah. like yeah. if I was able to acquire that knowledge, which I yeah. haven't, I mean, you know, yeah. you can't really, but, yeah. um, yeah, that I, would, I would be the only thing the same that would shock me. Yeah. It's like, she could not maybe have dated a lot of these people. It's fine. Yes. But, uh, a lot of the things she has done and you will hear about it. If you listen to Cam's podcast, it would be very straight or, or very strange for a straight person, if not highly problematic. <laughs> so it's just kind of a fun little journey there. I guess we'll round up this conversation real quick. I wanted to mention that to me, it doesn't, to me, it does not matter who she has also had sex with. What matters is it has actually done a lot of good healing to my queer soul, listening to her music through this lens. I'm a new Swifty. I fell in the rabbit hole on November 12th of this last year. Oh, wow. Very new. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm very new. And um, I had heard... Beyond the Blinds do a couple of episodes on Kaler and Swift Gron. And I had already kind of known that information in my head and then forgot about it and then fell into Red and then fell into your podcast. And I haven't been able to breathe since. But <laughs> I will say that it's just been really healing for me just listening to this music. Like Seven is healing to me. Ivy is healing to me. Illicit Affairs is healing to me. Treacherous is healing to me. I mean, just all of these songs are very healing to my young kind of queer youth. I struggled and had to hide a lot of things and had uh, illicit affairs with women because I was in a relationship that I couldn't be, um, couldn't express my sexuality. So I guess that's the whole thing I want to say is I just really love it for the community and I love how it makes me feel inside and how it's helped healed me and also made me a fan of Taylor Swift and I'm fucking loving her music, loving it. Well, I think that's just beautiful. And yeah, I mean, the point of art, you know, the artist makes art, but then people consume the art. And yes. I think part of the consumption of art is it's okay to talk about who the muses are, particularly when Taylor has spent her whole career encouraging people to seek out who the muses of her song is. She's very yeah. famous. For those of you who don't know, she hides Easter eggs. She writes their names in the lyrics. She does all sorts of ridiculous stuff to try and get people talking about who the muse is. That's when so like... Some of her songs seem to explicitly point to famous women she's been friends with or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, I think it's just, I just, I do. I just think it's fair game. As long as you're respectful. I will say for anybody who's like concerned, I have a lot of rules in my community where mm -hmm. you are not okay. allowed to go tag somebody on Twitter or Instagram. Do not okay. be commenting on Instagram posts. Do not. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's okay. Oh, I know you used to date so-and-so. Stop mm -hmm. it. Don't do that. Please be Stop. normal. Please be cool. Stay in your own fandom lane. Come mm -hmm. get in my lane. Mm -hmm. Stay with me in my lane and mm -hmm. we leave people alone, mm -hmm. you know, so that's a big thing for me. But yeah, huge. yeah. Fun. Um, 
Go ahead. Well, so let's talk about Bachelor. A a conspiracy (laughs) ship. I did a podcast episode on last November. Yes. (laughs) Recently got confirmed. We're talking about Haley Kyoko and Becca Tilly. Yeah. Bailey. We love. I have an entire deep dive on them on my podcast, like I said, back in November. Um, And it was a treat. We we focus on Haley because she is a queer pop star. Love Mm -hmm. that. Lesbian Jesus. We love her. But of course, um, Becca and Haley, people have been speculating about them for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, what I love about Bailey is it actually shows you what you need to look for. So when you have someone traveling on tour with someone, living with someone, lots of social media interactions. Mm-hmm. Um, wearing the same clothing. Wearing the same clothing. Mm-hmm. Traveling out on vacations together. Quarantining together. Yes, yes. Then, you, then I think yes is very fair game to be like hey something's going on there (laughs) now the thing i run into a lot is in a lot of fandom spaces there you know a lot of ships you guys may know of some of them some i don't know that i want to start dragging people or naming names but i mean many people are shipping people who live on different continents so that's kind of i don't like that i'm like listen if people are like spending all their time together traveling together one of them follows the other on tour yes let's ship that and yeah, maybe exactly. there's something to it but yeah they haven't been seen in 10 years yeah let's like okay have, you know, have fun writing your like sh- ship it have fun but like right 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 there's like a level to it you know and yeah like you know becca and Haley. now that we kind of know more about it because it is out like and, and they even talked about it you know when they were still you know having it private so mm-hmm. becca would talk often on her podcast about how it wasn't secret it was just private um, but I do think based on like what I learned from that podcast that you did do a deep dive on and stuff for like definitely the first couple of years, it was more secret because, and we don't know all the details by any means, but it seems like Becca wasn't perhaps maybe out to all of her f- friends and family for a while. Um, and uh, so I don't know. I just, I just found the whole thing very real and important to see in the bachelor world because we don't have very much re- representation. And um, we'll get into, like, you know, my list of five gayest moments in the show, but we don't have very good representation in this franchise. And to me, it was really, really beautiful to see something that was really um, not, not used for pain, exploiting money by the franchise itself. Because it, Becca had been on her season um, many, many years ago. She was on a second season. It's also been many years since that. And she's still somebody who's an influencer within the franchise fandom, but like was not being used by the show. And I just really love that. And it made me like cry literally all week. How, how much I needed that representation in this, (laughs) in our franchise. You know, the thing I love about Bailey is that it is, it is, they did nothing for an audience. If that they did nothing for a heterosexual audience. Yep. They lived their lives. Mm They did not really particularly hide anything. The, there's privacy. There's some mm-hmm. privacy there, which everybody mm-hmm. should have as much privacy as they want. Yes. Exactly. Um, but they didn't. They didn't sit down and have a very special episode with yes. all their straight, like you know, the straight audience, uh, the heavily straight, not the entirely straight, right? But the straight <laughs> yes. audience of the Bachelor yes. fandom. Yes. And you know, sit around and explain themselves and explain their queerness. Mm-hmm. They just existed, and it was very yeah. much. They weren't performing anything to like make it, I don't know, 
more palatable for straight people to understand it. And you know, one thing I'm really sick of as a, as a queer person is just sort of, I've talked about this on my podcast. I'm sick of the very special episodes. Yes. Like mm -hmm. I do think coming out is important and mm -hmm. it should be whatever the queer person wants it to be. Mm -hmm. And I do think like labels can be very important to people. I think we'll talk about like yes. how mm -hmm. on Becca's podcast, there's some weirdness about labels <laughs> or not, but I didn't like that. No. But, I, but I just, I'm sick of like having to explain things to straight people. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I just, I'm sick of that. And I'm sick yeah. of like straight people being angry at like me for like noticing people acting queer. But it's just like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, sorry, they're acting gay. Like that's not on me. And it's not, um, it's not my fault. You don't understand it. You know like, what I mean? Like, oh my god! No, truly, like, oh, I'm sorry that I've upset you by just existing. Oh my god! That was like my favorite one time. Somebody was like, "Blah blah blah." You should not be worried about this, this, and this. And I'm like, you know, you, how about you as a straight person, you don't need to be worried about my business. You need to be worried about making the world a safer place for people to be out to the mm -hmm. point where they don't have to do these special episodes, you know? And eventually, like, in a sense, this music video that Haley premiered is a sense of a special episode, but they didn't have to do it. They wanted to do it. And they did it on their own time, which I think is really nice. And like you said, not for, you know, yeah, it was for Straight Bachelors viewing as well, but it was way more for the Queer Bachelor viewing because of what Haley did with it because obviously she's been dating Becca for years she knows Becca came from this very presenting heterosexual franchise and she was like no I know that there's a huge queer audience which there is and let's go ahead and make a queer version of the show and I have to say this too I don't know how much you've watched the show at all Cam but the Bachelor and Bachelorette is gay as fuck. People do not realize it's quite fucking gay. Based, of course, on some stereotypes, I always like to say. But, one, it's U-hauling. If there's ever been a definition of U-hauling, it's U-hauling. You're getting engaged with somebody after 48 hours. I'm sorry. That's gay. Um, also, everyone always dates each other in the franchise after they're off of their shows, their various shows. That's queer as fuck. Um, trauma dumping on the first date. Gay. <sighs> That's gay, gay, gay behavior. Gay. That is so gay behavior. And then um, just, that's pretty much it. Oh, no, sorry. The polyamory of it. Of course, not all queer people are poly, but the show is essentially a forced polyamory show. And I love that concept in general, putting people who may have never experienced polyamory or even want it. And they're putting them in this polyamorous situation where you have one person dating 20 people, et cetera, et cetera. It's very fun to me um, because I like to watch people suffer anyway. So yeah, the show is gay as hell. So, <laughs> and the fact that Haley made a gay queer bachelorette which is something that the fandom has been asking for forever and the show is too cowardly to do it um it was just a gift to all of the queer bachelor fans and we really thank Haley for it forever yeah i mean such a just joyful honestly mm -hmm. i can't think of anything happier you know mm -hmm. just joyful that they shared this part of themselves and it's just so gay and it was silly and it was fun and it and it made sense and like it's funny because like People who followed them closely, you know, yes, exactly. people who sort of hung around Becca's podcast a good bit, followed Haley like really closely, keeping an eye on Becca's TikTok, you know, Haley's TikTok, mm -hmm. Instagram posts. Mm -hmm. Everybody's like, yay, okay, cool, they came out. We knew, but yay, they came out. <laughs> and then some people who like, I guess maybe are just fans of The Bachelor or like yes. <laughs> follow Haley casually, 
they were all just sort of like, what now, what does this mean? And it's just, it's just fun. Like, and of course they got it pretty quick, but it's just like, it's a fun sort of, you know, I think celebs know they have little inside secrets with us and they give up, they do that was fan service. I think it was also like a joyful announcement, but like, yeah, like Haley and Becca knew. And you know, one thing I feel like I listened to Becca's podcast that I want to point out is that she said, you know, I'm so glad that, you know, we did this for years and nobody, nobody outed us. Yeah. Nobody close to us, you know, told anyone. And I, first of all, hooray, beautiful that they're close knit, you know, circle of friends and family. And also just, you know, nobody went running to Perez Hilton. You know, there, Mm -hmm. it was, that's Mm -hmm. something to celebrate, something to be joyful Mm -hmm. about. But also like, I kind of just want to point out, I don't know why I'm like, we are like recording this podcast like a bunch of aunties are listening because I'm sure everybody is just like amped to hear the podcast not being negative but I I have had the thought and I have not had a chance to say this on air or say it in a blog post or anything so I'm you get to hear it um we we did an episode that deep dive their relationship and we put it all out there to thousands of listeners (laughs) and it didn't out them because yeah. guess what? Doing analysis yeah. on Instagram posts and doing lyric analysis yeah. and yeah. like saying, hey, like they posted a TikTok, they're on vacation together, maybe mm-hmm. they're dating, is not outing someone. So yeah, like, thank, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. for anyone who thinks like these gossip podcasts are out, no, we're not, we can't out people. And frankly, it, the truth of the matter is if I ever get hard proof or hard confirmation mm-hmm. that somebody's queer, it doesn't come out on the podcast. Yep. Yeah. You know, exactly. Yeah. You yeah. know, I might text with my friends about it, or you know, we might hit the DMs about it, or you know, little. Yeah, I got, I, could... I got a DM the other a couple weeks ago about somebody who, it, I, yeah, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk about it. I, yeah, I have now. I know about somebody else in the nation, but I'm not gonna talk about it because it's not, that's not what it is. Um, yeah. I've given that's photographic cool. evidence mm-hmm. of wow. someone. I don't. I can't. I'm not even going to give a hint, but I, you know, and it's just, it will never see the light of day because we're not going to out anybody, but we're going to gossip like snarky gay bitches all day long. And I think that's okay. Anyway, back to Bailey. So Um, yeah, you know, and and yeah, and that was such a beautiful moment. She talked about how no one had really, a lot of people knew and didn't out her. And this one had brought up something I wanted to bring up as a funny note was Haley went to a couple bachelor famous weddings with her <laughs> and there was one that she went to um last year with ben higgins and she wasn't photographed there but you know she went and but becca took a photo with the two men that she was on the bachelor you know to go date you know many years ago and this photo when she posted it the comments sent me to the moon of oh my god you should get back with chris oh my god i love you oh. and chris together you should date chris again you should not to mention this man killed a man but uh, we'll get we'll just move past that i guess he's perfect um but i was just like dying because we everyone knew you know but <laughs> some people didn't no some people didn't and i just love the whole like oh you see a woman and a man together they must be fucking how like we come on people come on gay people exist bi people exist oh like just so- the other day florence Pugh showed up at the beach with some friends and Paps took pictures, they cropped the pictures, so she and some guy, who I didn't know who he was, but mm-hmm. um, were in the pictures together. And everybody was like, oh my God, she broke up with Zach Brown. Oh my God, they're dating. And, it, and it, of course, she like went to Instagram to be like, 
oh, we're not dating. You know, that I was just at the beach with my friends. Paps took pics. Like, y'all cropped the photos to make it look like something it wasn't. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I have not seen a cancel brigade for anybody for assuming they were fucking. But mm -hmm. you're assuming her sexuality. You're mm -hmm. assuming that she's fucking this dude. Mm -hmm. Like you're assuming it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And I but I think that's fine. Like if if you see people together and you catch a vibe, like fine. Mm -hmm. But you right. could be wrong. And you could be wrong. Saying, you should allow people to talk about it in other ways. That's right. so here's the thing. Um like yeah, people on Reddit and and all sorts of and also on my account too. Oh my god, totally. I will I will see people together and I'll be like, "Oh, I think so and so from this season so and so are dating, you know." But mm -hmm. But yeah, I would never be like, oh, we can't also talk about the possibility that they might be dating another per another gender. You know, it's like, we <laughs> come on, people. Oh, this gossip and gay gossip is no worse than straight gossip. Yes, if you um, if you love straight gossip, get into gay gossip too, or allow for it. allow for the gays to enjoy it. Please just allow us. You don't allow us much. Um, so yeah, in the podcast, one thing, I guess one major notable thing, well, so do we want to talk about the, the label thing real quick? We'll get it out of the way. Um, uh, let's talk, let, let's get on a negative bent for a yeah, second and we'll go back to positive. Let's um, yeah. Angry about it. <laughs> it is, yeah, I want to end on this one positive thing I have to do that's Taylor related. Yes. So she, uh, there's a, a male co-host of some sort on this fucking podcast and at the, towards the very, the last five Becca's minutes, podcast. Yeah, Becca's Scrubbing podcast. In. And I and recommend the, everybody go listen to this episode because it's adorable for this so moment good. is shitty. Oh, I cried. Um, the last five minutes, this guy's like, he comes back on and he's like, oh, I'm just so honestly so happy for you. I'm just really happy as well that you just didn't like get out there and scream, I'm a lesbian. I'm a lesbian. And then you didn't just label yourself a lesbian. I think it's just great that you just love who you love. And that's all it should be. And it's so upsetting. It's so lesbophobic because like, what's wrong with labeling yourself as a lesbian, first of all? Um... <laughs> and second of all, it's not his place to talk about this. Becca earlier in the podcast does talk about how she 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 actually never really comes out with a label. She talks about some bisexual tendencies um and her youth and things of that nature, but she never comes out with a label. And that's amazing. She does talk about how she just loves Haley and that's her life and all these different things. But that's for her to fucking talk about, you mm -hmm. know? And I really did not appreciate this man chiming I, I in was, with that hole. <laughs> I was very I was like pissed. Yeah. I was in a grocery store parking lot, listen to it. And I just remember going like, ugh, like, sir, first of all, who are you? Like, I hope, I mean, is he a gay guy? Like, at least? So. No. I don't. Okay. Well, then certainly, I mean, not that I, you know, not that we need lesbophobia from anyone. Mm -hmm. um, but mm -hmm. I was very confused as to like, what, what, why is he happy that she didn't come out as a lesbian? I think... I think his intent, if yes, I can be generous, I guess, was to like celebrate the idea that people love who they love and some people have an easier time maybe not labeling it. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I, th I, I don't want to automatically assume negative and malicious intent, but I did, I was just like, bro, why are you saying this? Like, it would be beautiful and joyous if she had said, hey, I'm a big lesbian. That would have been amazing. I would have, ugh. I would have loved it. Like, I her love girlfriend what is a, Her girlfriend is an out lesbian. Like, what are yes. you talking about, dude? <laughs> like, yeah, and you know what's sad is like, um, if you listen to our Haley Kyoko, you know, the the Bailey deep dive, the Haley Kyoko deep dive we did, like, she likes, she, she, I believe at least when she gave an interview at some point, um, she likes to go by gay. And a lot yeah. of women who are into women, particularly like millennials, which I'm a millennial, um, hate the word lesbian and yeah. it, because like 
I don't know. I really recommend this book, um, Girls Can Kiss Now by Jill Goodowitz, who is a famous Kaler shipper. Um, Gaylor. She's like a celeb Gaylor. But um, in her book, she just talks about how like early millennial media, so sort of like um, the movie Bring It On, for mm. example, like mm. the biggest insult the bully girl can levy at, you know, another mm. girl is to say, oh, you look like a nasty lesbian. And mm -hmm. it's just like, are, there's so much lesbophobia. And it's mm -hmm. just, it's such a shame. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and I remember like Cara Delevingne right now has been so, so upsetting. Yes. We, I'm not going to get into it, and I'm not, I'm not defending Cara with potential um, microaggressions towards Black women, but the um, general lesbophobic narrative is not great. Um, but yeah, it's uh, that is it's so sad, and so yeah, I mean, so she identifies as gay, you know? Yeah, right. And I mean, I don't know. Her fans also call her lesbian Jesus, and she yeah, seems to embrace that. So sure. I don't know, and it's not for me to say like. Haley should go by no you go by whatever label works for you Project for me like gay kind of works best for me too mm -hmm. I, because I like literally it's like you know what you said about came out as by when you're 14 didn't really know like mm -hmm. I spent my I kind of knew even before I was a teenager but like I've been exclusively attracted to women my whole life but I've mm -hmm. also had to deal with the onslaught of like compulsory heterosexuality and like yeah. so I don't even know what the right label is and I also feel like my mind has been warped by media and mm -hmm. I live in the South, you know, I live, it's mm -hmm. not always super celebrated to be a woman attracted to women. And so, you know, but I don't know what this guy was talking about and why he thought like, oh, I, I don't want to assume negative intent. And I feel like he might've been trying to say like, I'm just happy for you that you found the label that's comfortable for you. Yes. Maybe, yes. But like, why are you saying it like that? And maybe I'm yeah. being far too generous and maybe he's just an asshole. I don't know. I don't know the guy. So maybe a mix of the both. Um, yeah. uh, Becca handled it pretty well by saying labels are important to some people and we yes. should respect that. And I thought that was a well um, stated goddess. <laughs> Thank you, Becca. Um, so at the very end as well, um, her co-host Tanya, they were just talking about how good it feels. And at one point, Becca says, <laughs> you know, it's funny to me. The first person who knew about me and Haley dating other that before, like my very close friends, so before I told my family or anything, was Taylor Allison Swift. Because of course it was. <laughs> of course it was! <laughs> so, for the listeners who don't know, Haley was invited up on Taylor's reputation tour to sing Curious with her. They've performed together a couple times. They also performed Yes, when they performed Treacherous, I died. Yeah. Um, or Wango Tango. Did I say that wrong? Whatever. Um, but they did curious and okay, I'll pause this, pause, the, pause the timeline for a minute. This is very important to Kaler shippers, which mm -hmm. I remain very skeptical of that ship, but there's some good mm -hmm. content to it. So mm -hmm. I'll allow it. This is a fun moment. Carly had, uh, Carly Claus has just gotten engaged to her husband, Josh Kushner, who she has a baby with now. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that relationship's fake, I, you know, mm -hmm. um, they are very committed to each other, but, uh, and then like two days later, um, Taylor goes up and sings Curious, uh, which of course is very much like, does he touch you like I used to? Now, of course, I will say, it was mm -hmm. Haley's biggest song at the time. It's still her biggest song, honestly. Mm -hmm. And of course they were gonna sing Curious. Like they're not gonna sing a ballad or like a song mm -hmm. nobody's heard. Oh. And they can't, they're certainly not gonna sing Girls Like Girls, but it is still, that's just a funny moment in Gaylor history. But yeah, Haley went up on stage and I guess Becca was with her that night because they were, Becca was like traveling with her or it might've been in LA, so maybe they're just there, but, um, and yeah, they, like Haley introduced her to Taylor is like, well, this is my girlfriend. I think so. 
and in becca's little come out um montage that she posted to tiktok instagram you, she puts a video of taylor performing with Haley. it's of oh. Haley, right she's taking a video of Haley, but Haley's up there on stage with taylor um, oh so. god the gayler of it all because like one time <laughs> becca posted an instagram story about like hey do you guys think um death by a thousand cuts is inspired by uh seven husbands of ellen hugo yes <laughs> and, and Which... then like within two minutes she had to delete it so Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo is about a famous, for those of you who don't know, <laughs> that are lucky enough not to know, I hate this book. I couldn't even read it. So like I've tried to, and it was so wordy and in my opinion, poorly written. I'm sorry. I know it has stands. Don't come for me. Mm-hmm. Take me to court, but like, I'm sorry. Um, it, I could not get through it. It was so bad. And, but it is about a famous closeted actress who dates like another famous closeted actress. And everybody thinks it's about taylor basically yeah. even though it's yeah. set in like a long time ago but um right. so Haley po- or uh, becca posted her story is death by a thousand cuts which is a taylor song inspired by um the book seven husbands of evelyn hugo and death by a thousand cuts does have some lyrics that are similar to um phrases in the book and yeah. also taylor likes shitty literature she like loves uh what's that guy's name green tom oh, green yeah tom tom green yes uh, yeah, yeah tom green's favorite author tom green and his bad books no uh, yeah i know what you're <laughs> yeah um so you know <laughs> i would not be surprised if taylor i i don't know i mean there's no 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 exactly no but it was but... just funny because it was definitely like a moment of like gayler confirmed but then yeah. becca had to take it down um very fun but then tanya her co-host asks if you could describe your weekend coming out uh, you know, or this whole weekend that you had with H- Haley um, in a Taylor Swift song, what song would you mm-hmm. describe it in? And I swear to God, I almost threw my phone. The woman says, Out of the Woods. Yeah, so Out of the Woods oh. is on 1989, and it is about being in a relationship where you are having to hide, you're hunted. The themes on 19- 1989 is the gayest fucking album, which it's is so, so funny, because it is like completely attributed to Harry Styles. Yeah. And, you know... Meanwhile, mm-hmm. the Diana Agron of it all is right there. If anybody mm-hmm. wants, listen, I have a master doc. I have a lot of, I'll yes. plug all my master docs and stuff at the end, but I have a 1989 might be about Diana Agron master doc that you guys might enjoy. But um, <laughs> Out of the Woods in particular is about running and hiding. And um, Taylor speaks about the song. She says that she was just in a relationship where she felt anxiety all the time. Mm-hmm. She was always anxious in the relationship. And it is mm-hmm. the, the, the refrain is, are we out of the woods yet? Are we out of the woods yet? Are we out of the woods yet? Are we out of the- <laughs> you and I just start karaokeing it. Oh. But, um, so it's just interesting that like, you know, the, the themes of hiding and anxiety mm-hmm. and secrecy mm-hmm. and secrecy? Mm-hmm. You know, trying to keep something close to your chest. Yeah. Show people are going to, if they find out, people are going to be upset mm-hmm. or concerned. You're yep. hiding things. And You're it's being like, hunted. Yeah. That is, mm-hmm. There's a song called I Know Places on that album that is, you know, they are the hunters, we are the foxes. Yeah. You know, and oh. we run. Um, oh, and then she also said her song, the second song choice was Clean, which is also another um, mm-hmm. song that you've you know theorized might be connected to diana agron as well and Mm -hmm. i was just like oh my god swift ground confirmed again (laughs) jk i'm just kidding of course everybody but it was just really kind of a beautiful (laughs) yeah do you should i should i say the clean spiel or you guys can go to my tiktok and yeah 
I have a video oh, on TikTok. What yes. I will say on TikTok that's yes. it's called yeah. the end. And because mm -hmm. it's the end of Swift Run and I think Clean's about to break up, so that's all there. But um I'm yes. oh, sorry, can you hear that? There's oh, like um, a clock going off, but it's gonna mm, stop in no, one second, okay. so it's okay. Cool. <laughs> um yeah, so Becca heavily relating, you know, in this yeah, in this in this existence that she mm -hmm. is dating a closet of or well, she's the pop star is not closeted, but she she's in a closet relationship with a pop mm -hmm. star. Mm -hmm. Um you know, all this Taylor music she relates to. And it's just like, I mean, fine. Maybe Taylor's just a great lyricist, but it is a fun, it is fun that, you know, she brought the, she brought Taylor into it because of course she did. Because we have a joke on the podcast that's sort of like everybody we do an episode on yes. that has like, yes. you know, that is queer and we talk about them or that, you know, has queer rumors or has a queer ship that they're sort of put in. There's always, it always comes back to Taylor. It's like seven degrees of Taylor Swift. So really of course has. Taylor is involved in everything from their come out video to like talking about doing music analysis about, well, this is the song I relate to now that I'm out. It's just funny. Oh, we love it. Oh, thank you so much, Bailey, so much for all of this wonderful, pure, sweet, needed content. Um, it, was, it was just such a, such a, it was so heartwarming, like you said earlier. And so it's just, fucking w it's yeah. just a win it's just, just a, win. a fucking win and i was yeah. so you know Every sometimes we're just it. like sometimes we just watch things and keep an eye on social media and keep an eye on what people are saying and what they're up to and we do know something they're trying they're private about like it's just yeah true. that was my favorite part because like your episode was like just six months ago or so and then it was like oh all this good shipper shit that's actually happening and then it like was you know whatever it's like oh that's so that's a that's a good time good time we'd say in the business um let's see here okay yeah do we want to get into bachelor nation and it's five gayest moments let's get into it okay mm. um first of all i want to say there is some representation in the um international bachelor uh shows um, a year or so ago, we had our first pansexual, uh, bachelorette in Australia named Brooke, and she had her in her own season. Um, I couldn't watch it easily, so I haven't watched it, unfortunately, but I heard it was really good. Um, there was, like, of course, the classic, the problem with the Bachelor franchise, of course, is that it is, like, filled with so many problematic fan, fan members, you know, so people just have no room for nuance or anything. So... Brooke did end up picking a man, and that's fine, and I love that for her. Um, they broke up, but that's the Bachelor way. Um, <laughs> but there was, like, of course, weird pushback that, you know, we had this, like, sex pansexual bachelorette, and she still picked a man, and I really hate that that is even a discourse. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if people know this, but bisexual, pansexual people are attracted to yes. both men and women, so <laughs> it doesn't so, make mm -hmm. them any less or anything. Like Yeah um then i guess you know i want to say bailey of course is like number one moment for me but in general there is also like um in vietnam season there was um a contestant at the rose ceremony the bachelor was going to give her a rose and she turned them down mm -hmm. in order to say that she was in love with another contestant on the show she I turns around and declares her love to that mm -hmm. other contestant oh and asks like if she'll come with her and in the end, the other contestant decides to stay. No. Yeah, it, it was really... Uh, I know. But then 
she leaves like later that episode or the next day and they do end up dating <gasps> you yes. saved it oh my god that was a roller coaster we were just on guy oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so beautiful. Um, we also got another similar version in Australia in 2016. I didn't get the names, but it was they just got removed from the sh- they got you know kicked off the show, and then they started two women started dating afterwards, which was really cool and beautiful. Um, I'd say my least well, okay, my least favorite gay moment in Bachelor Nation is that we had this man named Colton Underwood. He oh, yeah. was yeah. all about him. Well, not you know all about him. him. Yeah. About him. So he was on a season uh, for Rebecca Cofrens, this first season I was recapping as a podcast. He was on that season. He was notably a virgin. That's like his like his trauma that he brings along the show. Everyone and has a trauma. <laughs> yeah. Because I know Becca was one of the virgins too. Yes, and I Becca just, like, mm-hmm. Oh, good. Like, I believe... I think, I guess I learned that on my podcast, but also I feel like, you know, um, shout out to maintenance phase. Uh, mm-hmm. Aubrey talked about um, the bachelor on one of their bonus pods on their Patreon. Yes, and I think they were talking about how like the show really fetishizes virginity mm-hmm. or it's always mm-hmm. a thing. And like, mm-hmm. who's a vir- you know, someone's a virgin. And then what if they're not a virgin? And then mm-hmm. I, I just, can I just like, I hate that. I hate it's looking horrible. Yeah, I hate that. Um, they really do. They do fetishize it because it's primarily women that they do that with, you know, in the franchise. And there's just every season there's one and they they really do just make it the worst. And it's so and it's fine that the individuals are are virgins. It's not that it's the way the show uses it and exploits it is just really like strange to me. Um the show is so contradictory, of course, you know, because you have, like, this strong Christian, religious, like, middle America mom base, but they're mm-hmm. also watching a show that is, like, polyamory, right? You know, so it's so it's so funny to me. Like, it, it is just sort of, like, it it has this, like you said, this Christian sort of, you know, very, like, leaning towards conservative sort of values, quote-unquote, and, yeah. and it's just, like, oh, so it's a dude dating 20 women at the same time is this yeah yeah okay colton his season's yeah. trash his season's trash he he chases after this woman that he wants they end up getting back together but it's it's not great no one loves the ending he ends up they break up shortly after within the year after the the show ends and he stalks her i guess trigger warning for um domestic violence Colton stalks Cassie, his, um, the girl that he picked, and he puts a tracking device on her car. He, like, um, fully, like, some criminal-ass yeah, shit. criminal stuff. He creates a fake phone number to send her harassing blackmail texts, and then pretends he also got the blackmail texts. Like, it's unhinged. Like, it's not well. Um, he does all that. He gets a restraining order against him from her, and it is, it's not good. Then within like four months, he does a Good Morning America appearance and comes out as gay. And like Kevin Spacey vibes of like, yeah, yeah. well, <sighs> can't be mad at me. I'm queer. I'm protected. Yeah, it's like no, you can whole... still be a horrible person. Exactly. He did. He, you know, I. 
there was a restraining order still, so he couldn't really talk much about it. And I do, I don't want him talking about her on on any yeah. public platform. But he did try to say that you know because he was hurting himself by being closeted, he hurt people he loved in the process. But it's still just it was such a bad moment for queer bachelor nation because now we are first out like <laughs> you know queer man was our the stalker you know so and all those fucking middle american christian <sighs> moms are like oh i knew those gays were trouble yeah yeah i hate really that i and then there was like that. there was like narratives that she like pushed him towards it if he had just she had just been a better girlfriend all these things because there was a lot of religious aspects to it because he was very religious so it was just holding he did come out later and have a Netflix show that's like he just is like I am I was gay from from the get I was lying to everybody I used you know people I used the show I was really desperate to be straight and so I used the show to become straight you know to continue my my closeting and it didn't work and he's really sorry and he claims he's done the you know growing and learning but whatever it was just a bad time I did not like it um no, that all sounds very just like gosh don't you wish like yeah. this could be a moment of celebration that like a bachelor is actually a gay man and but no because it was, it was I, you know not everybody deserves a redemption arc <laughs> exactly. you know like i'm i you know you learn that right. when you study these celebs now there's some people who make mistakes and apologize mm -hmm. and i'm all for second chances we all need second chances sometimes but like if you're violent if you're incredibly racist if you're like you know just a garbage fucking person I don't think you need a Netflix series. I think you should go away. Yeah. And I, he, that's just me. He benefited from his apology tour. Like I didn't, that's how I ultimately didn't, I didn't like that. He got right. paid for his right. apology tour. So it just is not fun for me. Um, and so then next up, another sad moment in gay bachelor history to an extent is that we had um, a woman named Demi Burnett who, was on, funny enough, Colton's season when he was The Bachelor. She was, like, more or less the villain of that season. She gets kicked off eventually. She goes onto the co-ed beach version of the show called Bachelor in Paradise later that year. And um, she is... Um, she basically uh, comes out as bisexual on the show. And then the producers bring on the girl, the woman that she was dating at home before she went on to the paradise. Oh my God. And they brought her on the show for Demi to date because there weren't any other out by people on the show that season. And um, it was a real mixed bag of emotions for the queer Bachelor fans, it was our first ever representation that was being recorded and put out on ABC.com. You know, like, this was huge. We had two women-loving women on our fucking show, and it was, at first glance, a beautiful story. Um, still was, more or less. Like, they got together, they dated while they were on sand, which is what we just say casually on the show, and they ended up leaving the season together engaged. A fucking beautiful. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, the downsides to that was that Bachelor Nation as a whole 
was really toxic. There was a lot of discourse from people, the fandom, who were not gay or anything, who kept on saying, I'm not homophobic, I'm not homophobic, but, but she should not be on the show because she has a woman she's already dating that the show had to bring on. Hence, breaking some kind of rule because in their eyes, if the person wasn't already on a previous season of The Bachelor or Bachelorette, then they don't belong in Paradise. And that's wrong because they're ha- they have brought in people who weren't on the show before onto Paradise. But also, it was just so blatantly homophobic. Even though they prefaced the sentence saying they weren't homophobic, it is. Because this is the only time we're getting representation on our television screen. And they're like, we don't want to see it. No, I mean, we don't want to see the- it point of the sh- I mean okay I'm not yeah the you. point of the show I is know- to date and to show us them dating oh, well I know that the point of the show is to sell ad space but um <laughs> is shouldn't another point of the show be like aren't aren't you guys like pulling for like a love connection of like yes. I hope they get married yes Did, didn't that not just happen with her and this girl yes her name is Christian by the way yes Christian. exactly I feel like yeah I think like I think I feel like winning The Bachelor means you like found your partner. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never I haven't watched much of The Bachelor. I'm sure I've caught a few episodes, but like I will say in terms of dating shows, I was very into VH1 um mm-hmm. trashy like celeb mm-hmm. dating shows. So like mm-hmm. um uh Flav- the one with Flavor Flame. <laughs> I loved. Um and then all the spin-offs New York. Love New York. Yeah. Um, if they've done something problematic since then, I don't know. I've not kept up with them, but I did enjoy <laughs> Yeah. those shows and um of course tila tequila like yeah even though i feel like maybe someday you just you and i should do an episode about tila tequila that would be amazing i need to rewatch it i watched it back then but it's like yeah I don't yeah but Thanks. it's so funny that like i love how the straight people were like i'm not homophobic but these gays do not belong in paradise because it's yeah. like so true you've been saying that your whole life like as paradise is heaven like it's just you know it's funny um that's good Cam. yeah <laughs> Well, I think that's why it's so important to have spy, like spaces like yours, like podcast, like a podcast where it's like, no, no, we love the gays, we mm-hmm. love our trashy bachelor, but mm-hmm. we are gonna be a, a outlet for people who enjoy the show, but yeah. like aren't you know like a lot of the fan base, and it's yeah, you know. and we wanted to be better, and we wanted to do better. Another problematic aspect of it was that when the first couple of weeks she was on the show, she was dating a man on the beach as well, and. Then there was this whole poor Derek narrative. Oh, man, Demi left uh-huh. him for the girl. Poor Derek. And it was just like, A, Derek's fine. B, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> That's the end of my point. Yeah. I mean, I would just say, like, do people have the same sadness if, if a woman leaves a guy for another guy? I, sometimes, but... Sometimes, sometimes not. But they, so it's usually like, oh, because that other person was better for them, right? So mm-hmm. if Demi had left Derek to date Chris, they would have been like, oh my God, her and Chris are perfect for each other. You know? <laughs> so it was just like, why, where, what are we as the designation? You know, it's different. Um, I mean, personally, end, I hate the name Derek, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I didn't like him either. So yeah, that was basically that one. You know, they ended up getting engaged. They did break it off within a year, but it's still great. Demi is kind of... She's also kind of become a little bit of a problematic person in the franchise. She's, like, done some slightly, like, ignorant racist things. She's just, in general, drunk-tweeted to the point that's been, like, really problematic. But, you know, she's a person who's growing and learning, and I actually don't think she's, like, uh, she's not, like, problematic. She's just, she's a little bit of a, she's swimming through the world, you know? And we all are. Um, But it was just, like, again, that's why I was really excited about Becca, (laughs) because, like, it has been so messy, you know? 
Um, the last couple of things are a lot more chill. It's more of just, I wanted to say there was, before Demi, there was a woman named Jamie King. She was a black woman who was the show's, the U.S. show's first out by woman. She was on a couple seasons before. She also did, she, what was, what's important about her, um, queerness in the franchise is that she was also the first person that came out on the show as well. Like she, 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 sorry, she was out in her life, but she came out to The Bachelor and Nick Vial on television, you know, on camera. And that was really beautiful and a good moment for our show. Jamie is awesome. We had her on our podcast once um, a couple years ago. She's great. Um, and when she was on Paradise the next season, um, this is before the Demi stuff happened. Hers, this was an example of how The Bachelor did not know how to handle any bisexuality on the show. They still don't really, but they definitely didn't then. They had all these really problematic, you know, in the moments of like, ooh, she's wild. I wonder which person she's going to choose. She can choose a guy or a girl. Ooh, you better watch out for her. She might steal your girl. Like, just a bunch of problematic shit like that. Her date card always read stuff like, pick whatever you want. And like, it's just like, y'all, can we just let people exist? Um... So some yeah. biphobia, like, sort of framing her as, like, a chaotic slut. Yeah, basically. Mm. Um, and then she didn't get to date anybody because there was no other out people on the show, you mm. know? I'm not saying there weren't other people who were there who were queer, but there were no other out people. So it's just, like, another... We're in a vicious cycle again, and that's why they... And that's to piggyback on the Demi of it all. They had to bring in Christian because how else were they going to have this storyline? And so when people got mad that they brought in another person, I was like, well, you're, how about you worry about making Bachelor Nation a safer place for people to be out so that we could have I mean, why get queer mad? representation? Sorry yeah. to interrupt. Sorry. No, you're good. I'm just like, I'm raging. Like, why yeah. get mad about anything? It's a stupid reality show. There are yes. no rules. It's just people like, thank why, you. Like, why get mad about literally anything that happens? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah. The Bachelor is just such a, it's a fucking socioeconomic microcosm of like reality and the way that we pair social relationship with people because it's a show that's based off of the lie that there's love happening so unlike other reality shows that people do get invested in the bachelor fandom is truly something to be recorded by scientists it's like i actually was interviewed by somebody doing a dissertation on the franchise Ooh. a couple months ago and it was very fascinating, the questions she asked me, because we just really do, like, it is a stupid reality show, but people get really invested, myself included. And it's just, like, it's unhealthy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, one of my favorite things to talk about is fandom meta. Exactly. Because right? that's the mo- that's what's more interesting. Like, you know, how do what people... What I see on my TV is just, like, pointless. But, like, what I want to talk about is everything. Yes. I, yeah, I just... That's that's always on my Patreon. We talk fandom meta, and we always end up talking about Larry because <laughs> that fandom. And if some of your layers, please just don't come for me. No. Go ship your ship. I don't. Fine. Uh, I'm not trying to start anything. But that fandom, man, <laughs> they go on some journeys, and yeah. I I like to witness it. Uh, can be interesting to watch. So I think that's why I fit really well into the Gaylor community because of my Bachelor community, because of the intense parasocial elements of it. Because like, <laughs> if if people from your podcast community want to listen to our podcast episodes, we have um like ten seasons. It's been going on for years, and you know, we do a season per season of the show. 
but there was a part during 2000, 2020 and early 2021 that I was fucking unhinged. I was searching out people's uh, voting records in order to out them as Trumpers. Like, there was a whole oh. arc where Jenna, like, and that's why I kind of relate to you, Canvas, sometimes. Yeah. I remember that part of the podcast where you were kind of like a little, like, a little hinged. And I oh, yeah. also had my unhinged era where I was literally outing people as Trumpers. Um, Beautiful. Like, and causing so much chaos. But then I, I came back to reality and right. worked through some things. And now we're good. We're good. And I don't do that anymore. But yeah, I mean, for your listeners, like I have a master document that is probably 20, 30, maybe 40,000. It could be 50,000 words long. That is the Swift Grand Master Pose. Uh, that can be read on Tumblr, swiftcrowdmasterpress.tumblr.com about every detail I could ever find about Taylor Swift and Diana Agron. Um, I have several uh, PowerPoint master docs uh, about things and, of course, hundreds upon hundreds upon millions of words on my blog. So, like, I get it. Like, and it, and and But the heaviest amounts of it mm-hmm. happened during summer of 2020, fall yes, of 2020. Exactly. And it just, it's just where I was at. I'm not same. at that place anymore. No, I same. just, I like, I just, I just, I could not care less, like mm-hmm. anything, yeah. but it's just, of course, now I do it for the community, like I said, but mm-hmm. yeah, we have to go through that. We, I mean, <laughs> I hyperfixate. I have horrible ADHD that is basically unmedicated right now. I just have caffeine in the morning. So that's my only fight against it. So, uh, hyperfixations happen. And lately I've been in a fifth harmony hyperfixation. So, mm-hmm. you know, you get podcast episodes. I get interested in something. I make a podcast episode about it. We just did a bonus pod on Stranger Things season four because I'm obsessed. So, yes, you know. yes. Oh my God. Definitely listen to that if you're into it. It's free to the um, public. Yes. By the way, yes. a lot of my bonus pods on my Patreon, what I will say on Patreon, they're all, f- they're free to the public. So there mm-hmm. should be probably there's 10, 12 episodes on there that mm-hmm. are free to the public. So, yeah. Plus, Cam's normal feed is free to the public. Yes. There's a lot yes. of um, content. Um, uh, basically there is another individual named Alexis who, uh, sorry, Alexa, who is also an out, um, bi or fluid person. They didn't get much screen time or fanfare in the fandom. And that's just unfortunate. I don't really have anything to say much about it. Cause I think she's a, a woman of color. And so I think the, unfortunately there's a massive, massive racism problem in the bachelor nation and they just didn't give her any platform and it's really unfortunate but she's awesome and she has done nothing wrong so we we stand um <laughs> and the last thing is just the general funny i i, I want to talk about how the difference between the way we do treat the women identifying members of the bachelor nation who are queer is so messy and weird and there's always been problematic aspects to it because of the show because of the show but the show also on the other coin loves a bromance that they like to pretend is potentially gay they just love that shit there was a uh, two men named jj and clint in an early season i think jojo's season they were just had a bromance and they did a whole thing of like, ooh, maybe they're going to leave the show with each other and not her, which is like so silly to make jokes about this because it fucking happened in Vietnam. <laughs> so like, can we not? I um, hate that. I hate yeah. that. Rosemary. I can't stand like yeah. I get like a moment of joking. I hate that. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's just really sad. And then 
they've just kind of done that off and on over the years. And then most recently in Katie Thurston's season during last summer, there was a man named Aaron and a man named James. They became bros, best bros. And there was also just, you know, various times of like, they really like each other more than the lead. Well, they end up together, and then they both went on Paradise. They both tried to be with various different women on the show, and it didn't work out because, uh, spoiler, they're tools. They're absolute tool bags. Mm -hmm. And then they decided to leave Paradise together, and I actually had a brief moment where my heart stopped, and I thought it was something because they were pretty friendly, and I was so fucking excited for literally two point seconds because then it was just another queer baiting moment. Queer bait. I'm using the word queer bait, um, you know, loosely, of course. Uh, and they were just friends. But they, James, I think, jumped on Aaron's back and they were shirtless and they ran off the beach together. And that was it. But it was just, again, another joke moment because heaven forbid two men actually like each other or be in love with each other. Yeah, I, I, well, I was going to say, like, I guarantee you those contestants in every, I've, like, all over the place are fucking each other. Like, yes. Like, yes. same, like, whatever. The, yeah. It's just happening. We yeah. just don't know about it. Because there's, I'm sorry, there's nothing gayer than, than, like, living with 20 other people of your same gender. Like, I promise you, people will be fucking in those houses. Like, mm -hmm. I just know it. Mm -hmm. Like, because a lot of these people are people who want to have maybe a platform or get into showbiz to some extent, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So like, yes, exactly. And what happens in showbiz, or who who gravitates towards the <laughs> those grown up theater kids? Yes, just think of the theater department in your school. Mm -hmm. Think of those kids. Mm -hmm. They grow up and then mm -hmm. they want to be famous. Yes, and yes. I'm just telling you, I'm not saying every single one of them's doing it, mm -hmm. but. Some of them are. It's happening, and we don't know about it yet. And someday, we'll, some things will come. Like, I feel like there will be tell-alls. You know, some producer's going to write a book someday. Like, well, release it on yeah. your deathbed. A, a Hollywood, like, theater and television producer type man. I can't remember his name. He did a TikTok during Matt James' season, which was, like, two years ago. Um, and they did a TikTok where they were like, oh, I know, I know producers who do producing for The Bachelor. And there are 100%, like same sex same gendered like sex happening like it has it's been more or less confirmed but obviously not by anything official but it's like it's happening people <laughs> and i spend my day thinking about who that could be as you should and i feel like that is a valid maybe tacky but valid fun community building hobby yeah. <laughs> so if you are coming from cam's fandom and you're coming over into ours to hang out please dm me your opinions about various people who have been on the show and who you think is fucking i would absolutely love to have that conversation in the dms with you everyone should know i'm a dm slut i'm in my dms all day long on instagram so just come and chat with me i'm i'm gonna be your new best friend absolutely and if anybody wants to like talk snarky pop culture about pop music and whatever i I am on Instagram, what I will say. And if you want to DM me, I'll answer. I praise, I try and talk to everybody. Um, I'm new to Instagram. So like our Instagram has no followers because I almost never use it. But I do post, I try and post jokes, the mm -hmm. stories. So you might yeah. get a little something that brightens your day. But what I'm really on is Tumblr. You can add on me or message me anything you want on Tumblr. And I'm also on TikTok. Um, I haven't been posting that many videos lately, but I do have a big TikTok following, like, bigger than my Instagram following at least. Mm -hmm. um, where if you're interested in, 
you know, some of these things I've been talking about, my TikTok is very succinct. I have a Swift Ground mm -hmm. playlist. Mm -hmm. But of course, I cover so much more than Taylor Swift and Diana Agron, who like, by the way, like the like, they have not thought about each other in 10 years. Like <laughs> I talk about things that happened in 2012 a lot when I talk about them. Yes, but of course, we've covered amazing. <laughs> you know, we've covered Selena, we've covered Haley, we've covered the five H girls We're working on that now. So mm -hmm. you know, um, mm -hmm. oh, and if anyone wants to go listen to my old episodes with Sean, please do. Yes, Sean, please. The, she dated a, a famous closeted pop star. Um, to get a perspective about closing and industry and all that but just be aware for the first about year that i had the podcast our audio quality was not the best it's improved although it still struggles sometimes but um <laughs> so like i'm very particular about audio quality so like skip ahead a year maybe like spring of 2021 i got a mic and it you know mm -hmm. a better mic and it started to get better so i'll just say that but but i will say the first two episodes are required listening because they are with sean mm -hmm. so it's in my opinion if you're if you're coming from Descartes, it's required listening. Jenna will be mad at you if you don't do it. Um, so yeah, it's it's beautiful. And I Oh, this has been so much fun, Cam. Yeah, this was this was great. Like I was gonna I don't even think it needs edits. Like I feel like everything we said was valid and like interesting and wonderful. Not to like suck my own dick. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But, you know, you no, know I'm I just, the same though. I'm always it like, was yeah, a really I fun conversation. I'm so glad you and on me on Tumblr. Guys, Jenna just like rolled up into my anons and was like, Hey, I'm at Diet Card Pod on Instagram. Can we clap? And I was like, duh, let's do it. Like so easy. Um, so I'm always down to make friends and yes. I think I, I'm gonna have to I feel like I'm going to have to get into this season, The Bachelor, and I'm going to be yes. listening to your podcast. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, sorry. The, the last thing to mention. Oh, I'm so glad you mm. mentioned this. You have to watch this next season because guess what is happening? What? Tell me. We are having our first ever dual bachelorettes, two leads, two women, and they were two women from the most recent season, Clayton um, Eckerd's season, and he was a fucking loser. And he, no, sorry, he's a nice guy, but he um, he shot the bed majorly on his season. And he told the last three women that he was with that he loved all of them, which is a big no-no in the Bachelor franchise. You do not tell three people you love them until it's the very end. You tell one person because the other people are going to get their hearts broken. Anyway, two of the women that were the ones he didn't choose, Rachel and Gabby, are these two amazing women. And they are, they, the show is just kind of flipping the script and basically giving them a combined season where they're going to be dating the same pool of men. And I, at Date Card Pod, have been manifesting that they leave the show together, of course. Yes. And I made a viral TikTok on Date Card Pod on TikTok. It's scrolled down a little bit, but I did a little, um, my first ever fan cam of the two of them together. It's, you, when you see it, you'll be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this I'm, could happen. <laughs> I will be checking that out 100. <laughs> guys, I'll throw that TikTok on the blog. Yeah, you know, what? Uh, I'll put it. I'll put. I'll have a date card pod tag. No, I'll throw it. You. Date card pod tag on Tumblr. You can go see that TikTok on the blog if you're one of my listeners. Um, so, yeah, I would really think that you should watch this next season and hang around with our podcast and see how we um, manifest these two women choosing each other and not one of the shitty men that they uh, provide for them jump on again and maybe do some bonus episodes or mm -hmm. whatever, you know, yeah. like it doesn't have to be a main pod, but like, yeah. um, cause I'm a bachelor virgin, which I know in, in, in the bachelor is a very big deal. So like, this is going to be kind of my first reaction to the show, but I think <laughs> I will, I will have to watch because I just want to be a part of your community because this oh. has been such a fun conversation. I want an excuse Thank for us you. to get together and talk again. Yeah. Same, same, same. Um, 
So yeah, I guess we'll just do one last like rundown of where we can Socials, people can yes. find us, and we'll go from there, and we'll say goodbye, but we'll come back and talk to each other again. Um, you can find us Date Card Pod on all of your podcast players. Um, we're there. We're queer. We're, we're here. We're queer, and we're podcasting. Um, you can find us on all of the social medias at Date Card Pod on Twitter. It's Date Card Podcast, um, but I don't tweet there as much. Um, find us in the DMs. We do also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash datecardpod. We have about a year and a half of, like, just monthly content. We just do, like, once a month, but we have really great episodes on there that we talk about queerness, we talk about fatness, we talk about, um, lots of fun things. We do just, like, shit posting episodes as well. It's really great. It's $5, and there's also a $1 tier just to show support. Um, and... This, I want you guys to stay tuned to my space. If you are somebody who cares about fat liberation, I am working on a special side project that's going to launch soon as well. That's going to be kind of a body diversity campaign that's going to demand the show include fat people. So you're going to want to stay tuned to that. I don't have anything out for it yet. Just make sure you're following us on Descartes Pod on Instagram so you can find out all of that information. Absolutely. Um, you guys can come find me. And hang out with me at what I will say on Instagram, what I will say is where like a lot of the heart of mm-hmm. the blogging goes on. And guys over there, we talk about far more than just Taylor Swift might be gay. We, like we've been covering all sorts of things. I like to think it's a very safe space for queer people, um, particularly for queer women. But of course, all people are welcome to come hang out in my community, but that's kind of my focus. Um, but uh you can also find me at what i will say on tiktok where if you like sort of like little miniature video essays that's what's going on Mm -hmm. there with like lyric analysis and like did you hear this rumor and whatever and um you can find the podcast what i will say free uh all spotify apple anywhere you get your podcast it's basically up and of course if you want to support the show you can do so at patreon what i will say on patreon we have a ton of fun there Mm -hmm. i mean we're uh, we're pushing you know, we have hundreds of bonus episodes from everything from ranking food that we like to, you know, talking about fandom meta to sharing our personal lives. And we also do confessions or advice episodes where listeners can write in, ask questions, ask for advice. And I make all those confessions episodes. Those are free to the public. So Mm -hmm. even if you don't have five bucks to throw away, we completely understand there's some free bonus content there as well. So, um, Please come hang out. This yeah. I feel I just get talking to you. I get such good vibes. I'm getting excellent vibes from your listeners. Like anyone who's like vibing yeah. with you, you will come yeah. vibe with me. Like we're you really vibe. well. You really well. Yes. Yeah, we have we have actually the best listeners. Um, not to, not to say that what I will listeners are we're equal, but our listeners are wonderful. So you guys are gonna have so much fun. Um, yeah, go join the tw- the Tumblr and hang out. That's where I go occasionally. And uh, yeah, make sure you're following Cam on all of those things. And I will also post some of her TikToks when we upload this episode. And I just thank you all so much for being here in our community and being queer with us or being a great ally. Um, we love you so much for that. It really meant, it just means a lot, especially during uh, this month where we're allowed to be gay only once in the year. Yeah. Everybody's gay this month. <laughs> Basically. <sighs> all, all right. right well, do you. you guys have a usual sign off you do? Oh, yeah, should yeah. I do mine? Should, no, should we, do we, we ramble and then it fucking, it falls apart. So I will definitely come in on yours. What is it? Um, are you still doing the gaslighting one? <laughs> yeah, we'll do the gaslight. Okay. So I always say, everybody, please stay safe in 2022. Please get registered to vote 
in 2022. Mm-hmm. And? Yeah, it's like gatekeeping girl boss right now. Right the fuck now. Immediately. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Daycard Pod. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Daycard Pod and follow your hosts at Jenna with a smile and at Drunk Feminist. Date Card Pod is produced by Andrew Olson. You can follow him on Instagram at Androne. Our music is by Jet Overly. Follow and support him on Instagram at Jetty Boy James. And our logo design is by Michaela Jane. You can find her work at MichaelaJane.com and on Instagram at Michaela Jane. Drop a review on iTunes if you're nasty like that. Bye! Bye. Oh, hello. It's me. The ghost who haunts your phone. Just kidding, it's actually me, Avalon, the host of Boohaha, which is a thing that I do. A podcast, if you will, that happens some weeks, not all. Don't wait up, it's fine, we'll call you. Shut up. Anyway, it's about ghosts and tangents. Mostly tangents, if I'm being entirely honest. So join me each and every week-ish as I gather the funniest people I know to a campfire that I build in my living room and then regale them with spooky tales of boogans and googas. Oh, also, it's a comedy podcast, if that wasn't clear from the vibe, you know. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is as above, so below.